Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I don't know if this is going to be It's like a little, um, <laughs> like a blanket fork we've got going on here. What are your thoughts? I think it's just going to be loud. <laughs> we're, I'm looking at the readout and... No, we're all good. I think... So, for those who haven't... Who can't see us, which is everyone... Um, Except me. Oh, yeah, that's true. Everyone else in the world is listening. <laughs> um, we've put a blanket over... E- <laughs> we're basically in a blanket for talking into the microphone tonight. Um, because... It's kind of cold. And Gotta say, I'm not crazy about it. <laughs> I thought maybe it would sound interesting. Richard doesn't like it, though. It just smells under here. It does smell. Right. Motion to move to get rid of the blanket. Okay, if you hear a sudden diminish in sound quality... That's my fault. You'll know why. All right, we're taking the bl- blanket fort. Operation blanket fort. Rejected. Oh, it knocked the microphone. <laughs> a fair bit doing that. <clears throat> um, hello, everybody. My name is Alexander Jones. Yeah, my name is Richard Jones. Now they're going to think we're related or we married. We were related mm. through blood, through marriage. Um, that was a blood marriage. <laughs> uh, and this is the Cop Pops podcast, and more specifically, this is film franchise fortnights on the Cop Pops podcast. And this is a podcast where we talk about franchises. We do a different franchise every fortnight, and um, this franchise that we're doing this fortnight, this fortnight, uh, is our second dog themed franchise in a row. Unprecedented. Um, And we are talking, of course, about the Beethoven franchise. The Beethoven franchise, if you missed it growing up, which you might have, it's it's not that famous. This little hidden gem has slipped (laughs) under the radar for you. The series is about as well known as the actors who star in it. Yeah. (laughs) They're all discount versions of better. Yeah, yeah. Um, So there are, uh, they're about a St. Bernard named Beethoven. St. Bernard's type of dog. Um, and he stays Beethoven's his uh, name yeah he stays with various kind of owners throughout the films um, and gets up to antics wacky antics it's it's this weird breed of um, dog yeah same but yeah it's a weird breed of dog Um, (laughs) no it's it's this weird like kind of sub-genre of movie that you don't see too much anymore of like dog centric yeah and they're kind of real wholesome family movie there's a very 90s feel to it and you don't yeah. You don't see it anymore. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so the Beethoven films, there's eight of them, by the way. We watched eight Beethoven films in the last two weeks. We watched four in the last two days. <laughs> uh, they consist of Beethoven in 1992, which was directed by Brian Levant. Um, yep, I won't read out the RT scores just yet. Oh, don't get ahead <laughs> of yourself. 
1993, exactly a year later, well, probably not exactly a year, I don't know, a year later, we had Beethoven second. Mm, Hilarious it. quip, you know, obviously Beethoven is a, was a very famous uh, composer and he had symphonies, which were all called his second, third, fourth, fifth, up to what? How many symphonies did Beethoven have? I don't know, I'm pretty sure there's like at least like 16. Okay, well there you go. So the second one's called Beethoven Second in 1993, directed by Rod Daniel. You know, it's a good name for a... For a Rod Daniel, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for That's a, a good name for a director. I mean, yeah, Beethoven Second, you would naturally yeah. call the sequel Rod. Beethoven's Second. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then in the year 2000, seven years later... Wow. Uh, we got Beethoven's third, thus driving the joke into the, the ground. Beethoven's that, third. That makes sense. I didn't realise it was so much later. Right. Beethoven's third was directed by David Mickey Evans and is the first straight to DVD, straight to VHS edition yeah. of the series. Um, nine symphonies. Nine symphonies. Oh, yeah. That's good. <clears throat> um, Beethoven's fourth came out in 2001, also directed by David Mickey Evans. That's um, what he's done. Also straight to DVD. They're, they're all straight to DVD from this point. <laughs> That's true. I'll stop mentioning that then. Uh, in 2003, we had Beethoven's Fifth, directed by Mark Griffiths. Whew. Mark, yeah. His best work. Yeah, I'd say. <laughs> uh, do you think any of these directors, do you think any of them, like... Put this, this on their CV. Yeah, no, do you think they're like, um, oh man, you know, I'll start little. I'll start directing Beethoven. And then yeah, James one, Cameron started with Piranha. Yeah, like one day one day I'll be directing, you know, Big, but I'll start with Beethoven's fifth. It's I'll all, be directing Big. It's a lateral the Tom move. Hanks film. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that was the by the way, if you couldn't tell, straight to DVD, uh, the quality of the films diminishes Decline. as well. <laughs> uh, then in two thousand eight, which was um, five years after the Beethoven's fifth, we had Beethoven's Big Break. Which is a reboot. Kind of. Well, we'll it, get into it's a, this. It, yeah. it is a reboot. It, yes, yes, it is technically a reboot. And they've also ditched the naming convention. Yeah, just um, to show how much of a reboot it is. Yeah. But, uh, Beethoven's Big Break was directed by Mike Elliott. So that came out in 2008. Then in 2011, we had Beethoven's Christmas Adventure. Uh, directed by John Putch. Starring Kyle Massey of Corey and Da House fame. That's, yep, he was there. He was, and he fun was fact, you know, it's not Corey and Da House. It's just Corey and the House. That's like that's my Mandela effect. Yeah, but it's it's you know, it's actually it's, just your systemic racism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, then finally, in 2014, most recently, we had Beethoven's Treasure Tale, directed by Ron Oliver. Now, can you just clarify how is tale spelt? T A I L. Like a, like dog's a dog's tale. tale. Not a tale as in a fairy tale. Uh, the eight films in the epic Beethoven saga star various B to D level actors, including Charles Grodin, Bonnie Hunt, Judge Reinhold, Morgan Fairchild, as you said, Corey from Corey in the House. David Duchovny's in the first one. Yeah. He's probably the biggest star of the oh, entire yeah, franchise. Probably. probably now, but he wasn't at the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, Patricia yeah, Eaton, Stanley Tucci. Yeah, oh, Stanley Tucci's pretty big. Yeah, but he was probably wasn't at the time either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and the prolific nature of the series may seem a bit perplexing, as in why were there so many, right? Yeah. Uh, but because, um, be- well, because uh, critics didn't really like the first one. Right. Um, but it made money, and while the concept doesn't cry out for sequels, apparently the first film did so well financially to launch uh, more than just its initial sequel, but six more over the over the next twenty two years. 
um, the average lifespan of a Saint Bernard is eight to ten years. <laughs> so, uh, with with all that in mind, Richard, uh, before should we should we say what they're rated or say what they're about first? Uh, we'll go just a real quick like one sentence. Okay, so what's what's Beethoven nineteen ninety two about? Uh, Beethoven's basically um, this family gets this dog. He's a giant Saint Bernard, and the dad's not happy about it. Mm. Yeah, and that, that's kind of on all these wacky adventures. It's very it's slapstick kind yeah. of thing. Um, then the second one, and so mainly one uh, like two to five follow very sort of um, what would you say like obvious and like tried and true um, sequel cliches. Mm-hmm. So in the second one, Beethoven finds love. Yeah, especially like for dog for animal films as well. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Beethoven finds love and has kids, and then in the third film. Um, which is the first straight to DVD or VHS one. Um, the fam, the Newton family. Um, Sorry, the Newton family are the main characters. Yeah, in the for most two. of the series. Um, and well, yeah, the, so the original Newton family. Yeah. Um, so they, uh, there's a big family reunion, and the family that we grew to love in the first two films <laughs> is now in Europe, and they left a package for their. Um, some of their relatives saying can you bring this to the family reunion and it's Beethoven and it's a road movie you know another mm-hmm. sort of sequel trope um, interestingly enough his wife and puppies aren't in them from here yeah. on out <laughs> which <ugh. laughs> like, I wonder what happened there <laughs> um, and then in the fifth no fourth one sorry uh, he's with that same new family um, for some so, reason for, for some reason <laughs> and, not back um, to the original and then there's a an identical rich saint bernard uh and they swap you know and Prince, his name Prince is, the is michael angelo yeah uh yeah so if, and, you're not, if you're not keeping up there's one family the newton families family but one is like this this one newton family then you go like the cousins well the brother yeah, yeah. of the dad is the second newton family and then in the fifth one he's with an all-new family and I well, he's with the, a girl yeah he's with a, a little girl um on her way to some you know one horse town uh, like she's staying with her, her weird uncle it's weird she's probably about she. Oh, they say she's 12 years old in it yeah. and she's staying with her single uncle yeah who's, who's a slob who's no one's weird. seen him yeah and, and we don't really learn for some reason Beethoven's with her we don't know why this is the only film where you don't yeah, yeah. know why he's with this new person but her last name is Newton yeah so we can assume That's some kind of thing similar it. to the first two scenarios um and then uh there's a whole tr- hidden treasure plot with that one yeah. um, there was like a mining community and there was buried treasure with these all these kind of things and then uh skip ahead what was it like eight years uh, um, five years five years and then we have a reboot so now this is where it gets really interesting it's, more interesting than we were anticipating yeah so <laughs> beethoven's big break is about this dog the stray dog who wanders into a film set and um they decide hey we, this, we, this was a movie about a chihuahua or like a poodle. Yeah, it was a poodle. Let's make it about the St. Bernard instead. And then they make the first Beethoven film. So what you can glean from this is that Beethoven's Big Break, Beethoven's Christmas Adventure and Beethoven's Treasure Tale, um, the first five films are films in yeah. the Reboots universe. It's, Does it's that make sense? Unreal. 
<laughs> well, I just wasn't expecting. I like I wasn't expecting. Well, because because there was a moment when well, they name him Beethoven and the Beethoven's big breaking off foot. It's a little coincidental that they like you know twice in his life he happens to get. But then they make a movie based on all the things that have happened to him. So it's yeah. like this retread of the first film. There's like a lot of the scenes that you see from the first film, and then they get the idea and put it in this fictional movie which is <laughs> yeah the oh, it's so good it's it was so awesome, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and then uh beethoven's christmas that's a weird one so kyle massey coriander house um is an elf yeah. and um there's this weirdly racist scene at the start um, <laughs> what's well, not it's not what, a racist thing okay, to think so, it's called in the house <laughs> well so he has um it's like a storybook of all of like santa's workshop john cleese narrates yeah and it's like um all the elves were good at making toys and they all got assigned and then so there's like all these white elves go off to make toys it's like but one elf had to work in the stable it's just the one black elf and like it's not like they had like ethnically diverse elves it was just this one black one and he was made to work in the stables now i've seen the medea films Mm -hmm. so i'm like have a voice when it comes to racism yeah and that wasn't right this is um, this, the, and these are very much the dog version of the Medea they films, are. <laughs> um, and and like so, there's so many parallels which we won't probably get into. But. Yeah, maybe we'll do a bonus episode, but we're not going to. <laughs> um, so anyway, he's an, an an actual magic Christmas elf. So now magic's part of the franchise, mm-hmm. and um, he licks a magic candy cane. Uh, that allows him to talk to Beethoven and then Beethoven speaks in this film and he's voiced by Tom Arnold <laughs> and when he started speaking we flipped out so yeah and another thing to note um, which is interesting and we'll t- we're going to be talking about the continuity a lot yeah. of the Beethoven films um, at, right at the start Beethoven's with all, an all new family yeah. but right at the start they, they specify oh he's filming a commercial and the mum of the main character the main yeah. human character who's not the elf um, works in, in TV and they're using Beethoven, who's at, who at this point is a is a movie star. Yeah, to be because of the first because of Beethoven's big break where he yeah. made the first Beethoven film, um, and then oh, you know there's Christmas miracles and whatever, hmm. um, and then uh, Beethoven's treasure tale. Mm-hmm. Um, he's now back with the guy that was his trainer in Beethoven's big break. It's the same actor. It's the it's, same it's guy. Like- <laughs> it's, it's, it's like you. It's a direct sequel to Beethoven's Big Break, and they just ignore Christmas Tale. Yeah, yeah. Um, or Christmas Story, whatever it is. Um, Christmas Adventure. adventure. Um, <laughs> and so, um, in this one, um, it's another like hidden treasure story. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a pi- pirate themed. Yeah, pirate themed, and they're on a um, there's a beach. And, and Beethoven's a movie star. Beethoven's still a movie star. Um, this yeah. continuity stuff is important, and we'll get to it in a second. But first, Richard, I want you to tell me, how would you rank the eight Beethoven films? And sorry that we had to go through telling you the story. I know if you're listening, you've probably seen all of them. <laughs> but, but um, yeah, how would you rank them, or what do you think? How, how are you feeling? Okay, ranked? I know that I'm going to be going against the majority here. Yeah. Um, the first one's legitimately a good movie. Y- yes, sure. It's like in the same vein as like Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. It's like, it's actually a good movie and I would recommend it. Um, from then on, they get a little bit silly. Um, so, two, three, f- and four all kind of merge together for me and they're tied for last. Okay. Um, you reckon two? Because two was still a cinematic release. Yeah. I, I It wasn't very memorable for me. Okay. I, I barely remember. I, I, okay, I'd say two and then three and four below that. What about five? I loved five. Did you? I really liked five. Why? I don't know. Um, 
So five was um, the mining community treasure hunting yeah. story. I don't know, I just really like that dynamic of the... The little the, the, girl the, with a creepy uncle. Yeah, and the creepy uncle and how he learned to not be so creepy and all that. Um, <laughs> and then I actually really enjoyed the reboot ones. Probably yeah. I, I'd i go the first one and then... The first reboot. No, 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 oh, like, overall, I'd go the first Beethoven and then... Um, Big Break. Big Break. Yeah. And then Five. Yeah. And then uh, Christmas. Okay. And then Two. And then uh, Treasure Tale and... Three and four uh, tied for last. So there you go. It's not at all a... For Richard, it's not just a dwindling return series. It was all over the place. Yeah, no. It it probably has a lot to do with how much attention I paid to them and stuff like that. But I really, really really liked the twist of Big Break. Yeah, it was cool. That was really cool. It blew our minds. Because it's revealed and it's like... So in this scene, uh, Beethoven shakes George Newton's hand. He's the main character from the first one. And we were like... Does this mean? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was insane. Uh, Okay, so Beethoven, nineteen ninety-two. We get our scores from Rotten Tomatoes, and that's how we kind of judge the general consensus of 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 how people, um, you know, like what the critical reception was of of the movies. So uh, the critic score of of Beethoven, nineteen ninety-two, is thirty-one percent. Wow, not very good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, It's beating the Mummy, but only (laughs) this. And I'll just say, because this is important, the audience score, which is um, what, not critics, but audience members would rate the film, is 35%. Wow, okay. So, still not even that great. Despite that, we got Beethoven second, which scored a 27% critic score and a 30% audience score. Beethoven's third (laughs) scored a 0% critic score and a 24% audience score. Is it our first 0%? It might be. I love, not even Scary Movie 5 is 0%. Wow. There are only seven reviews, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Beethoven's fourth also scored 0%, but scored a 27% audience score. So that's yeah. a bit above Beethoven's third for Beethoven's okay. fourth. Beethoven's fifth uh, doesn't have a critic score, <laughs> but the audience score is 33%. So, so that's it's... the best of the... That's actually better than Beethoven's second. So this is the second yeah. highest. So Beethoven's I was right, you're saying. Fit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Beethoven's Big Break has an audience score of 43%. Yeah. The highest of the series. Yeah. Uh, and of course it doesn't have a critic score um, because surely no one saw this movie. Yeah. Um, Beethoven's Christmas Adventure has the lowest audience score of oh, other than zero. So not the lowest at all, actually. Uh, that's a 13%. Right. Christmas. It's adventure. bad. It is bad. Yeah. But I enjoyed it. And then Treasure Tale has 35%. Oh. So it's it, it jumps up and down. None of them crack fifty. <laughs> None of them are considered okay movies by anyone. Um, but yeah, so part of the issue of the um, of finding any information for these films is you yeah. type in Beethoven into Google. <laughs> you don't get the dog. You don't get the Saint Bernard that we've all come to love. You get some composer from the yeah. old days. Um, yeah, who cares? The, and I, I we we sort of noticed this. We because I tried. I wanted to find out. Like, why Beethoven? Why Beethoven... Why does this series have so many sequels? Yeah. Like, that can't be easy to make. Like, you've got a freaking dog. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's what what was so good about Big Break, is it was actually quite a meta... Too meta for its yeah, own good. Yeah, it was. It was so good. <laughs> um, but I th- we, did, we sort of learned this early on in the podcast with um, Ace Ventura Jr., mm. that with these straight-to-DVD sequels that come out years after the originals... There's no information about them because no one records it. No mm. one cares. 
yeah. some producer goes make a third Beethoven movie for me please eight years seven please. years after after the original <laughs> and no one goes no one goes to, to, to the to box office press and goes there's another Beethoven movie happening because no one gives a shit yeah. and that's that's what I think these movies are is that yeah 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 they're, they're, they are strange films mm. like um, but I love it's they're, they're joining this like for me this like um, high like this top shelf franchises that we've done that I now feel like a purist of which, which it's valuable with something like Freddy vs Jason because yeah. that's classic yeah Freddy vs Jason is, is one that, that's, that's one that I feel like a purist of I'm like if you're yeah. rebooting Friday the 13th they have to have this this and this yeah, yeah, now yeah. I'm like if you're making another Beethoven film <laughs> it has to do this I don't know if it's as valuable knowledge for, for it's Beethoven it's not though. but I, I like the idea that if another one came out I could be like these are my rules for life because <laughs> I don't know if I really liked any of well I liked Big Break for what it was the first one's good we liked the first, the first one. one's fine yeah. yeah that's yeah yeah that's fine um, one thing that I found interesting about these movies is with these kind of um, I'm going to be speaking in very broad terms here because I don't I can't quite articulate it but these movies where it centers on like kind of a magical character yeah right yeah. like so, so he's not not actual magic but he's kind of always in the right place at the yeah, right time yeah. he was yeah but beethoven's just kind of a dick beethoven's not a good dog <laughs> he's not a good dog like so over the course of the movies like this like if there's a there's a, an animal or a character that maybe can't speak or it's like the central macguffin almost of the film um usually like they push the main characters into like they push them into their love interest that does happen a couple times in beethoven yeah. or they they save the day beethoven's just there and all, most of these movies beethoven's just kind of there and the good guys the, the human characters solve the problem separate from beethoven's influence he usually causes the problem yeah and um they just learn to love beethoven because he's a dog and dogs are cool yeah. like they're, they're not like oh and beethoven saved the day because he doesn't most of the time he's just this slobbery mess who like it just gets in the way he's a bad dog he's a bad dog. <laughs> he ruins everything and there's no reason to like him mm. um from from the character's point of view yeah yeah like, we love him yeah well, he's because he's just wacky I've um, got a dog and his name is Beethoven. That was the um, assumingly made for the movie song at the end of uh, yeah, yeah, Beethoven's it's Christmas for the movie, Adventure. Right? Yeah, but no, what, no, that was um, that was from Big Break. Was it um, Christmas Adventure? Was <laughs> tell you what, nothing's as weird as watching a Christmas movie in June. Yeah, like especially a straight to DVD Christmas movie. Yeah, with Kyle Massey. <laughs> Also, another weird thing about the characters in these films, they all have dead parents. Or they're all widowed. I think that's the whole... Um, not all of them. The Newton, the first two Newtons are fully together. But then every, yeah. everyone after the Newtons kind of have some kind of abandonment issue. Or yeah, and it's like, like, it became a joke by the time we got to like Christmas Adventure and then Treasure Trail. It was like, he's talking, he's like, yeah, well, ever since my husband. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, and I guess that's because, you know, dogs. Broken families yeah, and all that. Yeah, like a dog can, can fix that. But this isn't a good dog. He drools everywhere. It's disgusting. It's like, oh, it's yeah. awful. It's horrible to watch. Um and like on the topic of him not really like influencing where the story goes that much mm. in uh, Beethoven's fourth which is the one the Prince and the Pauper yeah. story um, did you, I don't know if you caught this because we watched these movies in kind of a fever dream yeah yeah <laughs> but no one ever actually becomes aware that the two dogs are- <laughs> 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So this movie is about, as we said, it's about, this is Beethoven's fourth we're talking about now. Yeah. I'm trying to be clear so people can follow. Yeah, it's the prince and the fourth of the story. So, so if you don't know what that is, Beethoven, who's a slovenly middle-class dog um, through like a hilarious mishap, uh, swaps places with a identical rich saint bernard called michelangelo and the two the two opposing families now the rich family's like why is michelangelo being such a pain and and the that's right yeah yeah, i remember the the newtons are like why is beethoven like wiping his feet on the mat before he walks inside now why is he being they know that he's different they know they realize he's changed they they don't know why they realize he's different they don't know why then at the end there's this big stupid like <laughs> climax with like a parades happening or something there's like a something's happening in a park and there's a a, a um yeah a float or a, a makeshift stage and something big's happening there's like I'm, i did not pay attention to the movie this just happens in like four of them yeah. so <laughs> so and the way they switch back their identities is both dogs run behind the stage and then just stare at each other and you get what is probably the most profound moment <laughs> of the whole series where these two um characters who don't speak don't really show any signs of intelligence they're just dogs yeah. like intelligence i mean like they're not sentience yeah the sentience yeah they sort of stare at each other and there's this music that kind of softly like plays and then they just walk past and like each respective family there. finds their dog again <laughs> like, so the family never becomes aware that they've I, even they, they see the other dog though no they don't I don't I'm think they, sure do. they do and they're like isn't that oh okay maybe I can't remember man yeah. these, these went into a blur however I want to talk about as we said the continuity in this movie because it's strangely tight apart from one anomaly <laughs> we'll get to in a second but the continuity in these films it doesn't have to be as good as it is like Beethoven's third could be he's just with another family Okay, yeah, 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 fine. He's with another family. The Newtons seem to love him, but now he's with another family. But it, no, it, they... Like, yeah, like, just be like, it's still a dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, this is the only connection we need. They, yeah, they don't... Yeah, it's so strange, because it's like... No one it's, cares. No one cares. No one cares, yeah. Universal Studios, who made the Beethoven films. No yeah. one is, like, dead set on being like, yeah, but what happened to the original Newtons? But they cover it! They cover it! And so so the first two are the original Newtons, then the yeah. second two are the, the new... The, like, uncle... The new Newtons. The new Newtons, and then the, thir- the fifth one is um, another new Newton. Um... But yeah, and it's consistent. It's like, yep, he's with this family now, and then it's like consistent to the next one. He's still with this family for some reason. We don't know why, but it's not like, you know, maybe we're just not told, which is actually fine. That's fine storytelling. Don't yeah. be so expositional, which they are in other respects. <laughs> um, and then even with Fifth, you at least know that the main character's last name is Newton, so yeah. you assume some similar thing happened. And then the reboot, it's like, fine, it's a reboot. We've got, we're bringing Beethoven into the modern age. That's fine. And then they make the the first film and by implication the rest of the series like implicit in the story. And it's interesting because like, 
it's and you didn't have to do that Beethoven's big break could have been about anything and it's like yeah it's the dog it's the Beethoven dog mm. and he's with a new family yeah. because the kids who are going to watch this haven't seen Beethoven from 1992 yeah that's the thing it's like who's it for who um, like yeah and he becomes a movie star and it's like okay and then in, the, and then in Beethoven's Christmas adventure he's still a movie star and it's like it's weird that they're keeping this in because it's not necessary mm. he doesn't need to still be like you don't need to carry on the story for these straight to DVD movies like the the four year old kid who watches Beethoven's Christmas Adventure every Sunday hasn't seen Beethoven's Big Break like mm. he's not holding out of it and then in Beethoven's Christmas um, no sorry but the Beethoven's, thing is that a kid watching just Beethoven would be like yeah of course he's famous yeah yeah it's, <laughs> it's true and then in Beethoven's Treasure Tale not only does it continue that he's a movie star it opens with him being a the main character in a movie called Spy Dog <laughs> um, where he steals something called the something like the Vietnamese MacGuffin <laughs> or something was the name of the gem or the the the, 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 the like artifact he steals the MacGuffin yeah the MacGuffin <laughs> um, and then Eddie from who's the main character from Big Break from Big Break is the main character in like and it wouldn't be as weird if he wasn't if he was in Christmas Day, yeah, but he's yeah. not. So he skipped this. This discount Greg Kinnear was in one. Was in the sixth film in a franchise. Skipped the seventh. Came back for the eighth. Like, why was this important to him? <laughs> why was 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 the guy who plays Eddie turning down seven? Like, <laughs> yeah, why did he turn down seven and come back for for eight? It's weird because you know. Anyway, <clears throat> so despite that. Despite the continuity being tighter than like serious franchises we've watched, it's yeah. tighter than the X Men movies. Um, <laughs> there's this one anomaly that drove us crazy, and it's in the last film. It's in Bra- Beethoven's uh, um, Treasure Tale. Do you want to tell us what it is, Richard? I feel like I'm about to explode. Well, okay. So, in big, like, just just we haven't mentioned this. In Big Break, uh, Rico from Hannah Montana yeah. just stumbles upon Beethoven and True. tries to keep him. Um, in Treasure Tale. Um, Eddie, who's, the, who's Rico's dad, Rico's dad, um, shows Beethoven a photo of Beethoven and Rico, and says, oh, "I can't believe you were this small." And it's a photo of Rico with Beethoven as a puppy. <laughs> and it's like you were so close. You went yeah. eight films in with a tight continuity, and then through a picture of a puppy. Which why? Why did that need to be happen? Yeah. Because so Beethoven was a full grown dog when when he met Rico, whose name's Billy, I think, in these films. Yeah. Um, and then you see him as a puppy, and it makes no sense. And like they mention, he mentions Billy. There's a picture. He shows him a picture of Rico on his phone and talks about how he has a son named Billy, and he's in college now. So it's not like they're just like, oh yeah, it's just the same character. It's like no, he's got the same story, <laughs> and he's still Beethoven's agent, like working with him in films. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so in your head canon, how do you um, like the only thing that? I can think of? Well, at first I was like, maybe it's just a picture of a puppy, and he's being like, oh, it's hard to believe you're ever this small because I, oh, I've yeah, never yeah, seen yeah. you this small. Ne- but but Rico's in the picture with the puppy. Okay, no, maybe maybe it's another puppy. Maybe Rico maybe just sent him. Maybe, yeah, maybe Rico just sent him like, hey, Dad, look at me. I got I got a Saint Bernard, and he's little, and he goes, huh. Hard to believe you were this small. Mm. Well, because Beethoven in Beethoven's Big Break actually has puppies, and right. they adopt the puppies as well. So maybe Rico's just sent him a picture of that's him a, with that's a puppy. A, it's fine. Okay, oh. Beethoven's flawless. Oh, <laughs> oh God. Okay. All right. Um, all right. Do you want to uh, move on to continue the franchise? I do want to move on to continue the franchise. Now, this is a segment of the show where we squeeze that little bit extra out of 
the series to try and make more money out of it to try and um, which they've already done and I assume failed at um, but I don't know. First I of all, making a lot of money. Um, I'll get I'll get to the fact that uh, there are no word yet on any future films. Uh, that's when you type in upcoming Beethoven movies into Google and it goes, "Yep, there's there's what a the Beethoven biopic picture <laughs> coming out." Um, these movies are obscure as hell, man. Uh, and but on that note, there was an animated series. All right. Which uh, aired for one season. It, it would make sense to be an animated series. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It had 26 15 minute episodes in 1994, which partially bridged the gap between the second and third movies. Uh, and only two cast members returned for the show, uh, and one of them was playing a different character. So Dean Jones, who played the villain in the original movie, plays George Newton, the dad, in the yeah. cartoon. Uh, and uh, Na- Nicole Tom returned to play Rice Newton, who was the girl in the And they just, they just act like Rice is a name? Yeah, they just act like Rice is a normal name. Um, and Rice is actually... Uh, Nicole Tom, of course, played Maggie in The Nanny. Right. Oh, and also, um, the main character, the little girl from the fifth one, is Leela from Leela Stitch and Samara from The Room. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Davy Chase. Yeah. Um, and Beethoven could talk in the cartoon... Oh, okay. Um, and it was released on VHS, but is yet to be released on DVD. Damn it! So, Richard, tell oh, me... I'm holding out for the Blu-ray. Tell me your... <laughs> continue the franchise. Okay. If we got a Blu-ray of the Beethoven animated series... We'll do a special episode. <laughs> okay, so... My one... It's it's loosely connected to Beethoven. So, mm-hmm. I am a, I envision Beethoven as part of a cinematic universe. Mm-hmm. Um, the BCU. Yeah. So... Well, no, it's bigger than that. Okay, um, I apologise. So, so you're familiar with the film Cats and Dogs? Yes. So I'm proposing a remake of that, Avengers style, starring Beethoven, Old Yeller, Toby, Bailey, Ali, and Tina and Buddy from A Dog's Purpose, The Tramp and Lady, Hooch from Turner and Hooch, 101, nay, 102 Dalmatians, <laughs> uh, All the Dogs That Go to Heaven, Skip from My Dog Skip, The Hound from Fox and the Hound, Lassie, the Snow Dogs, um, and the Snow Buddies. <laughs> Bolt, Marley, from Marley and Me. Eight Below, Milo or Otis, I can't remember which one's the cat and which one's the dog. Napoleon, <laughs> Beverly Hills Chihuahua, Marmaduke, Airbud, the dogs from Cats and Dogs. Cujo, Airbuddies, <laughs> <laughs> Air Frank and Weenie, the Shaggy Dog, and the dog who saved Christmas. They go up to battle against Salem from Sabrina, the Teenage Witch. Kitty Galore from Revenge of Kitty Galore. Lewin Davis's cat from Inside Lewin Davis. Milo or Otis, whichever one is the cat. The Aristocats, Felix, Garfield, Puss in Boots, Mr. Fuzzy Pants, or Nine Lives for our international listeners. Keanu. Wait, so odd oh, Nine Lives. Yeah. Keanu from uh, yep, Keanu. 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 Um, that darn cat. Um, the Cat in the Hat, Top Cat, Grumpy Cat, Ghost Cat from Alan Page's famous film Ghost Cat, um, The Cat from Breakfast at Tiffany's, Catwoman, and Simba. What about uh, Cats? What's the singing one? Cats Don't Sing? Something like that? Cats. The, for the musical No, 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 cats. no. There's a cartoon. It's, it's like one of those... You know how like Disney... It's like Disney made all the cartoons for a while. Yeah. And there's these obscure ones like Anastasia. And right, right, right. There's one called Cats Don't Sing... Right. Something like that. I remember. Well, I wasn't aware of that, so it's not part of my. Uh, it's not part of this. Oh, that, that's awesome, man. You've done, you've done very well. I'm very proud of you. Thank I'm always as proud of you as I am of Beethoven. <laughs> um, <clears throat> all right, I've got a continue the franchise. All right. And I'm very excited about it. Right. Uh, this is something I became aware of before we got Beethoven as a franchise. Yeah. 
not before 1992, I wasn't born then, but when we announced that we were doing yeah, Beethoven, yeah, I'd yeah, already read get it. Get on with it. <clears throat> okay. So excited. Joe Pilcher. What? Plays Brennan Newton in Beethoven's third and fourth. Which one's that? So, Beethoven's third and fourth, it's when they go to the uncle and his family. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, Brennan, so character is it? Brennan is the uncle's son. Right, what does he do in the film? So um, he dresses up as a sumo in Beethoven's third. Right. Um, he uh, has two love interests in each film, or right, one okay. in each film. Yeah. Um, he's the kid. He's the, the, yeah, so, yeah, okay, yeah. so, Judd Reinhold, who is um, Charles Groban's brother... Yeah. Um, has a daughter and a son. Right, yeah, okay. Yeah. Brennan is the son, and he's yeah. played by Joe Pilcher. Yeah. On January 5th, 2006, this is true, this is a fact, uh, after playing cards with his friends, Joe Pilcher left his buddies, who all reported that he was in good spirits. At 4.15am, <laughs> Pilcher called one of his friend's cell phones, and that was the last anyone has ever seen or heard of him since. Wow. <laughs> so his apartment was found unlocked he was 18 at the time his apartment was found unlocked and he hadn't acted for a, for a few years um, and as the lights were on in his apartment which was uncharacteristic of him uh, his car was found four days later next to a bridge police also found a poem that Pilcher had written which indicated he was depressed but nothing to say he was going to kill himself right okay uh, they the a leading theory of the investigation was that Joe Pilcher jumped off the bridge. However, search dogs like no nothing. No one found any. Not even Beethoven. Not even Beethoven. We'll get to that in a second. <laughs> um, so uh, the family um, Pilcher's father stated that Joe was actually intending to return to acting after he got his braces removed in the next year or so. Right. Right. Um, they believe the family believe. He was kidnapped or killed. They don't think he committed suicide. Right. Obviously, due to his fame. No, why? Well, like, no, 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 you know, no, crazed fan yeah, of yeah, Beethoven's yeah. third. <laughs> uh, being that we now know that the new Beethoven canon, starting from Beethoven's big break, is set in the real world where Beethoven uh, is a movie star, that means that in this current continuity, Joe Pilcher went missing too. <laughs> okay? That means because. The Big Break, Christmas Adventure, and Treasure Tale never state the year that it's set in, so it could be set in nineteen ninety two. They cast someone who isn't George, who isn't Charles Grover as George Newton, but it could be that actor could be playing Charles Grover. Charles Grover playing George Newton, right? So we can assume that Beethoven's Big Break to uh, Treasure Tale take place during the run of the original Beethoven series. Yeah, the right? theatrical releases. Yeah, um, so. That, so Joe Pilcher went missing in this universe, and Beethoven, who is now a grizzled St. Bernard in his twilight years, despite having a successful movie and TV career, has always been haunted by the disappearance of Joe. He felt like he could have done something. He felt like he, it was his fault, almost. Um, and as he comes to terms with his own mortality, Beethoven decides to try and do one last good deed in his life, and is going to try find Joe Pilcher and solve the mystery of his missing friend going on one last adventure in Beethoven's final symphony. <laughs> That's brilliant. It's the Logan of the Beethoven series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that also <laughs> reminded me... Yeah, on the even, dogs team. So what's his name? Eddie, uh, Eddie McDowd. From 100 Deeds for Eddie McDowd. He's a dog. Yeah, he gets turned into a dog and um, he has to do 100 Good Deeds. And it was great. It was a TV series on Nickelodeon. And mm. it was brilliant. Who voiced the dog? 
Topher Grace? No, it was Seth Green. Seth Green, that's right. Um, so anyway, Joe Pilcher, real a true like I'm a, a bit of uh, off pod info about me. I'm a true crime buff. We don't talk about it much on on the podcast because the podcast is about movies. But I'm real into true crime. I love like missing persons are my favorite type of true crime. They're yeah. just so interesting. Um, You're gonna go missing one day, and the statement I'm gonna give to the police is. That's how I would have wanted. <laughs> um, so yeah, I got very excited when we got Beethoven because I read that separate from this, as I said. Um, what do you think? That's Beethoven's cool. final symphony. Yeah, yeah. And he dies. He dies at the end. He finds. I don't know if Joe's alive in the film. Yeah, Maybe yeah. he's dead, but he like finds, he finds closure. What happened, yeah. yeah. Um, and then he, and then he has to get the family to um, the Joe Pelcher's family to lick the dog candy cane so Tom Arnold's <laughs> voice can tell them what happened to their son <laughs> um, but yeah man isn't that insane That's so that, nice. that kid went missing he he was in a few he hadn't acted for a few years but he went missing in 2006 um, right. when was Beethoven's third? 2000 uh, 2000 yeah. yeah so he was in third and fourth yeah yeah um, yeah so 2000 2001 yeah what's he up to these days? who? Joe Pilcher oh he's missing what? I just <laughs> no one knows I think he killed himself yeah, that's that's the leading theory, but there's nothing to indicate that other than a slightly other depressing than like poem. and the fact that he left his car next to a bridge. Yeah, and he was depressed. Yeah, but mm, a real <laughs> head scratcher. <laughs> um, anyway, I apologise if Joe Pilcher's family are listening to this episode, and right. I've got like no, I, I I don't think it's. I know he's gone. Huh? They know he's gone, so it's not like we're giving them new information. Yeah, it's been 10, ten years. But yeah. I, I apologise if you feel I've, I've made light on it, but I couldn't resist. Because when you enter true crime, you develop like a a <laughs> disconnect yeah. From, yeah. <laughs> from it being in any way real, yeah. which I know it is. So there you go. But think about that, dude. Think about that kid from Beethoven's third and fourth. Yeah. He's I, wish I, I wish I could remember him. <laughs> um, so I've been sitting on that for two weeks, wanting yeah. to, like, hiding that from you to try and try and wow everyone I'm interested that uh, I'm I'm surprised it's from third or fourth Mm. so okay so when you told me you had a cool fact Mm -hmm. just me guessing was that so the first film stars Charles Grodin and David Duchovny yeah and stating as a fact I said did you know that during the production of Beethoven they had to um, get a new dog because David Duchovny strangled the original St. Bernard to death (laughs) Uh, to establish dominance over Charles Grodin. Mm-hmm. And... You said that as a joke. Yeah. Well, there was... I thought it would be, could be a fact. <laughs> um, yeah, I basically teased Richard. I was like, hey man, I've got a great fact for this episode. And uh, I guessed that that might be it. <laughs> <laughs> you, were, you, were, you were not in the ballpark. Like, it was something dark and something... I knew it would be something dark. I, I thought it would be something to do with animal abuse. Right. I thought it was going to be mistreatment of the dog. Not at all. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm. so Joe Pilcher if, if you're out there man if you're alive tweet us <laughs> come guest star on the podcast we'd love to interview you imagine if we got Joe Pilcher and we interviewed him and we just talked about Beethoven we didn't be like so where have you been <laughs> like, we don't what's solve Judge Reinhold like <laughs> <laughs> and Beethoven what's he like he's like well Beethoven was actually played oh, by three dogs he's a great dog <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh Joe Pilcher is Owen Wilson he like changed his, his, his face um, just fucked up his nose. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen Joe Pilcher and Owen Wilson in the same room together? I haven't. There you go. I mean, Joe Pilcher's been missing for a long time. I haven't seen him in a long That's time. That's true. Because he's been missing. Mm. So yeah, and it's it, it's interesting to think of... We'll probably wrap up now. Yeah. But it's interesting to think of just the... And I, this is going to sound like, oh, well, of course, it's the movie business. But just the fact that these films 
kept going, like post him going missing, is interesting mm. to me. Yeah, the fact that they did a fifth one. Yeah, yeah that's kind of darker now that that that, that family's not in it. Mm. Yeah, and I th- I don't know if he'd gone missing by fifth. Yeah, yeah. But still, the, the fact that maybe well, there was a big 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 break. Big break, yeah. Between Beethoven's fifth and big break. big break, and that's when he went missing. So like, yeah, it's just interesting that it didn't put a, a damper on yeah. the series I mean it was a straight to DVD film and it's not like it was the last movie that he was in but that's interesting yeah yeah because yeah, there's the movie industry mm. as Beethoven has taught us mm. Beethoven's play, been played by like six different dogs by the way yeah they, I was going to know that yeah. um, well okay I tried to I tried to find out some stuff about the dogs all I could find is that the first the one in the first two was played by a dog named Chris who then died after the second one and right. then there's various like accounts of right, right. who plays him in the subsequent movies uh, one of them said that I think in the three reboots it's played by three different dogs but I couldn't really find anything about okay. third, fourth and fifth um yeah, it's interesting because you, you asked me, you messaged me earlier in the week and said, you know how there's like a quintessential Jason, like in front mm. Jason, Kane Hodder, um, even though like who cares? Yeah. I wonder if there's a, yeah, I wonder if there's a quintessential Beethoven where it's like, if who it's knows? not Chris, yeah, who cares? I'm not going to work with him. Yeah. Because like, it's the same thing as Jason, like who gives a shit? Yeah. <laughs> it could be anyone. <laughs> Having said that, Kane Hodder did a fine job. Yeah, fine. Yeah. From like six onwards. Did he yeah. play? Um, anyway, thank you very much for listening to this podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you for your, your roses. Um, so one, th- you might be like, wait, you haven't done continue. No, franchise you haven't done franchise roulette. roulette yet, which is a segment we usually do where we roll a number and whatever that number is corresponds to a list of franchises we have. And no matter what, we watch that franchise in the next two weeks. But we've actually got something planned for the release of Transformers in the next two weeks. Um, we're going to be doing Transformers, and we're going to have Rowan Strang guest star on it, who's been uh, on, on the podcast before. He did Back to the Future with us. He's a filmmaker pilot. friend of ours. Yep, and so he's flying up just to do this. So <laughs> He's very excited. Let's all welcome him. Um, and then after that, of course, we're tackling the behemoth that is Godzilla. We're t- doing the, what, 30 Godzilla films 32. after after Transformers and that's going to go over a month so there's going to be two weeks between um, Transformers and the first Godzilla one uh, but then each Godzilla is going to be week to week not fortnight so it'll be film franchise Fridays for a little bit yeah anyway it's going to be horrible huh it's going to be horrible yeah well so and you might be saying how are we going to split them up we're splitting them up by by like their generation. Yeah, we're not splitting them up evenly. Yeah, so, so the, the first one has one's... fourteen, and one has yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway, thank you very much for listening. Um, tell your friends about this podcast. Rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, like Cult Popshire on Facebook and YouTube. And leave a timed comment on SoundCloud. Yes, please do. Um, and let us know what your favorite Beethoven movie is. Um, tell who's us... your favorite Beethoven? <laughs> tell us who's your favorite Newton. Maybe. Yeah. There's a lot of them. Fig. Fig. <laughs> Isaac. Um, yeah, thank you very much for listening, uh, and we'll see you next time. I got a dog, and his name is Beethoven. Yeah. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 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 Mm